Hello and welcome to Toonami Therapy, January 24th, 2023. I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And this is our podcast where we talk about anime and maybe some other things sometimes we've been watching. And some of which, as the name indicates, is on Toonami. This week we do have the premiere of a new, with quotation marks around it, show, Licorice Recoil on Toonami. I say quotation marks because we actually watched it, uh, we didn't watch it right when it aired, but pretty soon afterwards. So, we've already seen it, but we might, we actually found ourselves want, thinking, there's actually a lot of stuff to discuss on, about it on the rewatch. So, we're gonna, at least for now, be discussing it while on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Toonami also did make the announcement. We uh, Dr. Stone is being replaced by Ninja Kamui, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, so, it was very bloody so. Like, the entire commercial was just blood flying everywhere. Hmm. And so that's the only thing I took away from it. <laughs> was, okay, there's a lot of blood. Okay. We'll, we'll see how it is then. It, it at least has a director who had done, they did the uh, first season of Jujutsu Kaisen, which I thought was decent. Not not amazing, mm-hmm. but I, I watched it and it was decent. Didn't re- I guess not enough to keep me watching afterwards, but I also kind of heard some complaints about things that happened later in the series, which made me, you know, a little more cautious about it. Well, but in the meantime, we've got other things to watch. Uh, to, to, to discuss. So instead of juju- the smash hit um, Jujutsu Kaisen, we'll be, we'll be talking about the other smash hit Shonen series, uh, Demon mm. Slayer, where we have episode 35 of the Entertainment District. Uh, well, uh, it's episode 35 overall. I'll be Entertainment District arc. It's episode two. So our main characters get uh, dragged over to the Entertainment arc by... Sound Hashira guy. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name, sorry. And he basically tells him, well, we're looking for demons. Also, I have three wives who are investigating it. I I have no idea if that was legal in Japan at the time. But or I don't even know if they're like his official wives or whatever. But anyway, they have to go and, well, they're going to look around for the demons and that involves our main characters having to pretend to be girls to get some jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we basically, well, they managed to get some, and we have, and in although we do get a more serious thing at the end of it, where we find out one of Sound Hashira guys' um, wives got apparently captured by a demon. Most of the rest of it is really just, uh, shenanigans and tomfoolery involving the characters. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely my favorite episode of Demon Slayer thus far. Uh, I, it was, it was just hilarious. They, they kept on coming up with good joke after good joke. And, uh, maybe I always fall for these, uh, shows whenever, <laughs> You've got gender bending going on, but um, certainly this one was a lot of fun and made me really want to keep on watching Demon Slayer, even though I don't really know much about any of these characters besides the main character. 
But um, yeah, it was really mm. funny. I, they they just went for strict comedy for mo- most of the episode, and it worked great. Okay, yeah, there were some funny bits here, especially the part where Inosuke, the guy who usually, who usually has a boar head on him, yeah, he's actually got this really feminine-looking face. So he mm-hmm. uh, just so they so they just immediately buy that he's a girl. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Yep, that was Demon Slayer. Uh, while admittedly not much happened, there were a bunch of funny jokes in it. So, after that, we have Dr. Stone, episode 55. So, Senku starts reviving other people with the revival fluid. They don't do everyone at once because they have to make sure they have enough food and everything ready for it. They ultimately, they do have Y-Man. So, Y-Man takes, contacts them with the radio and tries to make the the uh what do you the medusa petrification device thing it it announces i can't remember the exact number but it's a super big amount of meters it goes like you know like this amount like something million meters one second which doesn't work but it keeps saying that over and over and they realize oh yeah this guy whoever he is is trying to turn the whole planet to stone again then uh, also, it's it's a little funny because they mention because they're wondering why is Y Man speaking in Senku's voice, and I'm thinking that's Senku's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, they discover they manage to discover they use the antenna thing they to discern that must Y Man must be in the sky. So they decide, okay, I guess he's on the moon. Mm-hmm. And, and now they're going to go to the moon. Yes, apparently. <laughs> Which has proven too difficult for us with our 21st century uh, technology that we can't do it anymore, even though we were able to do it with basically a washing machine <laughs> in the 1960s. So, yeah. I, um yeah, I, I I hope. I mean, if, if if we could do it back in the '60s, then I'm sure Senku could do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so let's see him go to the moon. Yeah, it is kind of funny to think about that when we haven't sent any people to the moon for so long. I, I kind of understand why, because if there's it, you. You, if you like send robots or rovers or whatever, it, things are a bit simpler. You don't have to worry about living quarters and all that kind of stuff. And plus, there, you know, there's less novelty now. But it does. It still just makes you think, man, no one's done it in this long. But there's plans to maybe do it again. So we'll see. We'll see if what's it called, Artemis Three. Let's see if we'll see if Senku makes it to the moon before we do again. okay so yes dr stone pretty solid episode we then have um let's see oh yeah then we come to licorice recoil episode one 
So I'll, since we have discussed this, I might be a little more brief. But basically, there's this organization called DA, and there's a bunch of girls named Licorice who work for it. Essentially, their job is to secretly and covertly stop crimes and usually kill off the criminals in the process in order to keep Japan peaceful and happy and crime free one of them talking nah t open uh let's see kind of puts someone at risk when she uh while they're on an operation she fires at the enemies rather than waiting for backup which causes her to get transferred to another place in the organization to the cafe Lico Reco which I you know I assume is where the title comes from uh under Chisato, who is basically another agent there. They end up doing a mission. We find out that Chisato has the... Well, she has two very amazing abilities. One is that she can dodge anything. Second is that uh, she has the power to somehow have bullets that don't kill people, but can still go through doors of a, a car. So, they managed to basically solve all of, of that, and... Yep, that's the main plot. It's really set up. Yeah, you forgot about her third ability, which is to appear really stupid, yet be uh, in, in completely in command of the whole situation. And um, I noticed that this time around, I was like, well, Takina seems to be even more distant than she was the first time I watched this. And uh, Chisato seems to act a lot stupider than I thought she <laughs> acted. So I I don't know why I think of these things differently, but um, that's they kind of um, yeah. They, I noticed that this time around. I don't think I liked the first episode as much the first time around because it kind of feels like it sets up things that it doesn't really do. Like, a part near the opening where Chisato is talking about, you know, oh, there's no crime in Japan and stuff, and we're seeing, you know, the other girls basically just, you know, uh, killing criminals before they, to stop them from committing crimes and doing so secretly. And the way the whole thing is framed makes me think, oh, oh, this is like some sort of, you know, sh sinister, shadowy, morally ambiguous government organization that's taking really extreme steps to stop crime and all that stuff. And then the series never really, d after setting it up like that, doesn't really do any examination of that. They're, for the most part, portrayed as the good guys. So that part always struck, th that part definitely strikes me as kind of weird i still I, I like ended up liking the show but that just felt like something that sets up something that the series doesn't really go for the mm -hmm. the i also think the whole i mentioned again before well like oh well her bullets are somehow non-lethal that bugs me a little more this time but that that's you know in the show i i can just accept it there's there's a uh, there's a lot of other stuff there so I don't know how much I like this as an introduction to the series, but I am, but it was still decent. And, you know, I, I'm interested in rewatching the series because I remember liking it on the, for the most part. I think even at the, the first time through, I wasn't that huge on the first episode. And it was a later, and it was as it went on that it really won me over. 
Mm-hmm. One other thing I wanted to mention. This is a little annoying. I I was remembering because the way the ending theme does, it starts playing the beginning of it at the end of the episode. You know, when we're watching the episode and it starts playing it sort of in the background and then the credits start and it goes into that. Except for timing reasons, I assume they had to kind of cut some of the credits out. So the transition doesn't work nearly as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, pretty, uh, still decent, but uh, it's definitely the later things that made me like the show more. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Licorice Recoil, we got that. Then we got have One Piece episode 650 so basically we find out that that one guy uh bartolomeo that that was the name i keep he and bellamy have names that are too similar and i Mm -hmm. get there he's mixed up bartolomeo who is sort of portrayed as kind of like the crude guy it turns out he's actually a giant fanboy of luffy (laughs) (laughs) so he's so when he finds out Lucy is Luffy, he's like, oh man, that's great, and wants to, you know, talk to him and such. And that guy that Luffy beat, well, it, we do get confirmation. Yes, when Luffy beat him up and restored his head back to normal, so he has his sort of screw head powers again. And he w- wants to thank Luffy, except Luffy thinks they're trying to attack him, so he runs away from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up spending a little time with uh, Rebecca, that one girl who... And who had to work, some other guys wanted to kill Luffy, so she's forced to go along with them to try to hold him down. But Luffy ends up not really caring too much about the whole thing because he fights them off while eating. And then that was essentially the episode. Yeah, has it ever bothered you that, like, Luffy is just way too overpowered? I mean, like, I never, ever feel like Luffy's in any danger because he's just that overpowered. So, it, which is kind of makes it a surprise whenever I go back and watch the live action thing because it's like, wow, Luffy actually was in danger there because... By this point in the anime, you know nothing can hurt him. So, uh, you know, he can beat up on people while having a meal. So, uh, yeah, that that was probably my biggest problem with this episode. Uh, um, also, the fact that it's now turned into the Luffy show or Lucy show, whichever one you want to go with. But, like, the other eight nine i don't know how many there are uh straw hats are pretty much relegated to nothing so um yeah i wasn't too big of a fan of this episode Uh, let's see how many are there let's see if i try to go through them in the order we met them there's zoro nami usopp sanji is there someone else? I feel like I'm being really stupid and forgetting someone. Uh, let's see. Robin, Frankie, Brooke, uh, someone else who joins up later. Did Chopper. I say Chopper? I think I, I, no. think I missed. 
I missed Chopper. Okay, that's that's nine. Well, that's eight now. There's another character who does join later on. Mm-hmm. In regards to Luffy, I don't really think he's exactly overpowered. I mean, he is compared to these guys, but the point is, Luffy, basically, it's like Luffy's, you know, you're charactering an RPG at the end of the first disc, and the bad guys are like, you know, like the fir- the, the slimes you fight at the start. Um, not not Rimuru, though, a regular slime. Because mm. <laughs> Rimuru beats everyone. Um, yeah. Rimuru, another overpowered character. <laughs> well, I'd say, I was going to say, well, Luffy sometimes loses, but I thought, well, technically, I think Rimuru had one loss in the second season. Did he ever lose in the first? I can't remember. It's been a long time. But... Regardless, I actually kind of like the fact it focused just on Luffy because it meant that even with all the padding we do, it felt like there was more advancement in it as a result. Unlike the part where where so many previous episodes, it's, it's cutting repeatedly between something like three different plots, which resulted nothing ever moves forward in any of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas by just focusing on one plot, we, like I said, it wasn't a big increase because this is a one piece anime but mm-hmm. it felt like there was more than your regular episode mm-hmm. okay anything else to say about that before we move on to some of our non tsunami stuff nope that's it okay so <clears throat> we then have Shangri-La Frontier episode 9 so, uh, Sun Raku ends up, let's see, this is, so first he's, there are some guys who are trying to go after him, and he's just planning to get out of the, the city to go to the place he really wants to go to. He runs into Ray, who's super, who sends him a, a friend request, and he overanalyzes the situation and thinks that it might be some kind of trap, but says yes anyway, which she's really excited about. Well, then he and uh, Imel end up going to some forest place, and because they have to deal with a bunch of, uh, because they're going to try to find this uh, boss thing, there is a, a weird part, which I actually did find really funny, where he's just, they're watching some of the insects fight, and he's just doing, handle, talking about it as if it's some kind of Pokemon match. <laughs> And yes, there that essentially is the episode. Oh yeah, we saw a little bit of um pencil gone. We find out that technically in real life she's actually a model, but but is actually not that, <laughs> and just uh uses all just uh kind of what's the right phrase um I I I, I guess. You gets out the darker part of her personality in online games. Mm-hmm. And that was the episode. Uh, well, we... I thought, it once again, it's the part where, well, when they're uh, making jokes and being silly, I think it's really funny. But then the other stuff is usually not quite as good. But I did get some... I did think the part where he's just acting like a narrator. That part, I thought, was really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it wasn't bad. Um, 
not too memorable for me, but it, it still was okay. So, yeah, I don't really have much to say on this. Um, I, I, I feel like there's some lost opportunities into making this better, but I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like ambivalent about this series. It's like, it's, it's, it's good, but it's not great. So, yeah. 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 I see where you're uh, coming from. I, I think, like I said, the comedy's good. I like some things, uh, some of the characters. I just wish there was a bit better direction for the series. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. I don't need it to be a day. I don't need it to be Sword Art Online. Okay, if you die in the game, you die in real <laughs> life. I, I'm perfectly fine with it just being, you know, some guys playing a game. I just want more direction for the game. Well, well, look at look at Konosuba. Konosuba is like all comedy yet they still have a goal they're trying to defeat the demon king so even though every episode is just a whole bunch of jokes they they still have a a real plot behind it and it keeps kona super fresh because you know there's like okay we're, we're gonna get back to our thing and then they end up in a town, you know, where all kinds of crazy stuff happens. So I I just feel like Sangula Frontier needs something more like that. So I have some sort of investment in it. Otherwise, it's just like, okay, this guy's playing a video game, you know? Okay. Yeah, fair, fair, fair points. I feel like they kind of brought up a, a goal in that. Okay, he wants to fight that Lycagon monster again, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. But none of the things he does seem to be directly <laughs> towards that is the problem. It's a very whereas yeah, that's an interesting point. Konosuba, they're at least take. It seems like they're taking steps towards their goal. Very slow steps and kind of roundabout ones, but they're mm-hmm. at least sort of moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. It's kind. It, it kind of reminds me the part I, a big part I had with issue I had with part four of JoJo is how aimless it is for so long. Like mm-hmm. part part three, very. It's like okay, we got to find Dio and get to Egypt, and we're going to spend this season doing um that and that's the, and that's the goal i'm mentioning this because i'm actually re-watching that now and uh so and that gives the goal whereas once in part four eventually more of a plot emerges but so much of it is just it feels until like you know just wow we encounter these random people with stands and occasionally we have fights but sometimes it's not really a fight okay anyway so all right, then we got my teen romantic comedy snafu, episode 18. So, in this episode, Hachiman, uh, basically, he comes up with the, let's see, he comes up with the plan of, if I remember correct, if I understood it correctly, he uses a bunch, he basically manipulates stuff to make it look like, so the girl who 
was nominated to run for student council, but didn't want to, and thus we got all this convoluted stuff going on. He basically manipulates some stuff to make it seem like she's more popular and uses that to convince her that she should run and and get it. And that, I guess, works, so she's okay with it. Then the other two characters, uh, Yukino and Yui, well, drop out after he tells them, oh, you don't need to do any of this, although they seem not super happy about it. <laughs> then he, then, let's see. Yeah, and then she, the other girl, I, I can't remember her name. I can't, I can't remember anyone's name in this series other than the main three. And even then, I have some trouble. But, yeah, she wins, and thus things go back to normal. <laughs> yep. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Um, I thought it was we a weird way of resolving it, but I, I did in, enjoy uh, the episode. Also, his sister does a lot of stuff in this episode. Hatsuman's sister. Yeah. So. Yeah, he has a conversation, a lengthy conversation with her at the start, which is what inspires him to do what he does. But so, but I just kind of skipped over it because it's mo a lot of it is just him having a conversation about things. So yeah, yeah. So we get our emoto moment, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It's not my favorite thing of the week, but I did like it so. Okay, so here we, then we have, well, we finished with Spy Family, so we're going back after putting it on pause for longer than expected, but it's back. We got Full Metal Panic, or more specifically, Full Metal Panic Fumofu. A, what, do you have any idea what the Fumofu actually means? Yep. Okay. But you have to wait. <laughs> okay. So basically, this is now. You, maybe you can clear things up. I, I get to understand. So basically, this is a much more comedic version of it. Although I, I want to clarify. So this does. This is supposed to be canon. This happens after the first season. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, this this was this aired third, but it actually happened second, and the second raid happens after this but the second raid aired before this okay. so uh, that's that's the way it is and that's why we're starting over our count of the episodes at one because we're i guess watching out of order even though we're watching in mm -hmm. order so okay uh, yeah all right so we've got so we've got episode one of this then do you want to tell us what happens yeah well i i mean <laughs> that there isn't much uh serious plot here all that happens is that the first half of the episode sosuke gets a love letter and he thinks it's something bad so he uh blows up the whole lockers <laughs> and while trying to prevent it from something bad happening and then he gets in trouble for wasting money and resources. 
And of course, Konami is there to be mad at him the whole way. Then in the second half of the episode, uh, this group of bullies goes and kidnaps Konami. So <laughs> Sosuke goes and kind of kidnaps the brother of the leader of the bullies. Uh, but actually, they were just faking it just for fun. And basically, Sosuke uses some uh, very serious <laughs> uh, ways of getting uh, Kaname out of there. And uh, while neither of the plots was actually very uh, important, it was just really funny the whole way. Yes, this was a. I was asking whether this is supposed to be canon because it's just, it's so wacky. It's very, it's very silly. It's like, how, how do I say? So the original series was, was a mixture of some more comedic things and some more serious stuff. You could kind of say, in some ways, it's not a perfect example, but it, it's a, it was a little reminding me of assassination classroom in that way there's some, some jokes but there's some more serious stuff i think assassination classroom did kind of combine them more whereas with full metal panic it sometimes kind of felt like the show just became a different series but it's like that and this series is kind of like suddenly if assassination classroom just went full-on baka and test at some point <laughs> because it, it just gets it gets wacky. Sosuke blowing up the the lockers, the 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 parts where he just pulls guns on people multiple times, and <laughs> I guess everyone is okay with it. <laughs> just so much wacky stuffing here. Yes, it, there there's some pretty good jokes here. My favorite is when the one of the uh, sort of like criminal guys just goes on this speech about how about the exact statistics of his gun. He's saying, oh, he can have this many bullets and fire at this speed and just goes on like he's doing an advertisement for it. That was pretty funny. Yes, this this was a this was a pretty amusing series. It it, it feels very it at the same time feels very unlike but very like the original series. It's it it's very much an exaggeration of it, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But it was enjoyable. It also looks better than the original series. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, like the the colors are better. The animation seems a little uh, better, which is kind of funny. I, I I looked even at some comments on Crunchyroll, and some people said, "Why does the why does the goofy comedy spinoff look be- look better than the original series?" Well, I think that's easy to know because. Uh, this was the third series that came out. So since it's a lot newer than the original series, you know, technology has improved in those years. So that makes sense to me that it's because I think the first one came out in what, like 1998 or something. And this came out in the early 2000s. So, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the reason why. Let me check on that. The let's see. Um, are you sure that uh, Fumofu came out after the second raid? I'm looking at these uh, 
the, these dates, at least on Wikipedia, and it says that Fumofu was out in 2003, but Second Raid was 2005. Uh, I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, according to this, uh, the original series was 2002, and Fumofu was 2003. Although I, the did it did change studios. It was originally mm-hmm. uh, Gonzo, and this one was done by Kyoto Animation. Maybe I have it backwards. I'm not sure. Hmm. But um, yeah. Okay. It, there isn't any spoilers in this series that's for sure so uh yeah yeah i did i didn't think there were likely to be any out of curiosity i know this is just the first episode i know but we had sosuke we didn't see her but he talked with tessa briefly at the start do we see like, the other characters the various sort of military ones like tessa and uh i can't remember their their names there's yeah they'll, they'll show up okay I was going to say there's the guy and there's that woman who has the same voice as Misato. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll show up at, at some point. Okay. Point, so. I, I, could, I can't remember her name. I just remember because, because she's got the same voice as Misato. Mao. Mao. Oh, their names yeah. are even similar. That should make it easier for me to remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, a funny series so far. Just not really too much to talk to say directly about it. And at the end, we'll cover our return to the One Piece live action series. Here we've got episode four. So Zoro's get, manages to climb his way out of the well, but still has enough time to have a big flashback about his backstory. Basically, he was uh, studying us uh, being trying to become training to become a swords person. He had this friend named Kuina who was also doing it and they were, you know, kind of rivals, but then she died in an accident. So he's as all right, well, one of us was go, I'll have to continue the dream and become the greatest swords man myself. So we have, so there's that. Meanwhile, the we had right at the end of the previous episode, Usopp did find Kobe, who does believe him and goes over to the mansion. But Kuro just convinces them that Usopp's making things up. So the Marines leave as a result of that. Although he does, let's see, yeah, he does give them Luffy because Luffy ate all ate the stew that was poisoned, so he passed out. Let's see. So, meanwhile, Usopp and Nami managed to are trying to protect Kaya from Kuro, who we've uh, the basically Wolverine um guy with the claws, who also apparently has the power to flash step, like they did in Bleach, because he does he just warps from place to place a bunch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Luffy gets better, gets away from the Marines. Uh, fight beats him, so he's defeated. They Kaya gives them a uh, ship as gratitude for all the stuff, and then they sail off. And then the Marines attack them to give us our cli- our kind of cliffhanger. And all, we also find out that Garp's Luffy's grandfather. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, aside from the Zorro flashbacks, I really like the episode. Uh, the Zorro flashbacks uh, just seem to just uh, fill up time, and I didn't really see any real reason for them. Whereas it was a very interesting fight, and uh, it's going pretty well. Um, I I don't know how this worked out in the original anime, but um, right. I feel like this is very bit entertaining. Yeah, in terms of the original anime, it continues the trend I've mentioned. The Broad strokes are the same. They do go to this up uh, place. Uh, Kuro uh, was pretending to be was was Kaya's butler, but he was just doing it as part of a plan to to eventually kill her and take her fortune. Usopp was right. there. He had the whole like, oh, you know, making stuff up to people. The main characters go there. They end up saving Kaya. They end up from him. They get their ship. They go. Uh, Usopp joins up, and then they go off. But a lot of those specifics are different. The way things played out, the, the Marines, you know, that stuff wasn't um in here. I, I mean, I don't want to go through like every, oh, this thing was different, this thing was different. But again, this is the same general stuff that happened. They just changed a bunch of the specifics. Mm-hmm. One thing notable is Zoro's flashback originally happened earlier. It happened, it would have happened in, um, I think, episode, way back in, uh, midway through episode one. So they, they moved that here. I will say one thing I did appreciate was the fact that when they say Kuina died, they just say an accident and they don't say what it was because unfortunately the way she died in the manga was kind of almost unintentionally funny because she dies because she fell down the stairs. Mm-hmm. That that's that now that to be fair, that's something that can be lethal, but it just sounds almost kind of goofy, especially when you consider some of the crazy things people surviving One Piece later on. It's why people mm-hmm. made jokes about how flashbacks in One Piece are especially lethal, because in a flashback in One Piece, you can die from falling down the stairs. In present day One Piece, you can be um, you can be at ground zero of a bomb that was supposed to destroy a city and survive. Mm-hmm. That happens. That's quite. That's a decent bit later, but that totally happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like this big bomb, and this character, like you know, flies off with it to make the heroic sacrifice to save everyone. But don't worry, he survives. In one piece. Yes. Wow. This is quite a bit later. This, in case anyone's wondering, this happens towards the end of the Alabasta arc. That would be. I don't even know if that would be season two. <laughs> that that would. That would be, I think, season three at the rate we're going, if we get that far. But yeah, that's the that's the, the joke people make about flashbacks being lethal. So I, I think it was better to just say she was in an accident, and that was good enough. I did think it went on a little long. Uh, I yeah. agree on that. Yeah. Other than that, did I have any other comments? Yeah, for for the most part, I thought it was good. I I'm not sure why they kind of made Usopp and Kaya's relationship more explicitly romantic when it wasn't. I don't think it was like that at all in the manga. Mm-hmm. 
I don't. Yeah. It's especially weird because because at least in the manga, she after this, she's basically out of the series. You see some bits right. of her later on, but only when they kind of you know when stuff happens and it just shows. Oh, hey, here's what here's what the characters we knew before are doing. Like, you know, you cut some to see what she was doing and a bunch of other characters who we hadn't seen for a while. We see how they might react to news and stuff. But yeah, that, that felt a little weird. I, I'm, and it makes me wonder whether that was something that the, was that something the net, because I know the original creator of the series, uh, Oda, Aichiro Oda, he was very involved in the making of the series, which a lot of people say is a reason why it turned out good. And mm-hmm. I do wonder, is it is this something they suggested to him and he, you know, gave them the thumbs up? Or is it possible that because this stuff was he he wrote all of this, the events of this, let me just double check on this when I look at um when this would have been done back like almost 20 when he wrote the stuff that this was adapted from that was almost 25 years ago so i wonder how some of the changes was this him almost looking back and saying what man i wish i had played things a little differently i wish maybe there had been a romance angle here or not and i i don't know i that things like that just make me wonder what parts of it might be him thinking i wish i had done this a little differently at looking back at it after more than 20 years later i wonder why did usopp want to go on the ship with luffy like they never really explained why usopp chose to go with luffy they just it was just kind of like okay he's coming with us and um they it was it wasn't made very clear why he did that yeah that that is a good point i'm i can't remember exactly what the reason was in the original series it's been very long since i saw it i I did reread a few bits of it to refresh my memory on some things I think it, I think he just kind of wanted to go and have adventures with them or something, but it doesn't really explain it here, especially when they just say, oh, well, they might... Re- um, I mean, he just straight up kisses her here, so mm-hmm. there's obviously something there, and that just makes you think, well, wait, why Why is he leaving her then? Yeah. So that is weird. I, I Like I said, I can't remember the exact reason originally, but... In this, I mean, you could say, oh, well, you know, I guess he was working with the pirates, so maybe he might be wanted by the Navy now. But if so, it, that's never explicitly stated. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It, it makes me want to double check to see exactly what the rationale was originally. It might have just been, oh, I want to go on adventures with you and help you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but yes, a good episode again, a a little, the flashback was a little long and I think maybe it was a little talky at the start, but then it got, um, better. I'm excited to see what happens next. Mm -hmm. All right. Top three time. Yes. Top three time. Okay. So, um, I'm keeping an official and an unofficial one. Uh, the unofficial one, which which I'm not actually keeping, I I shouldn't have said that. Mm. Um, 
<laughs> it's including stuff I've seen before. So if I did that, I would have uh, Fumofu in second and Licorice in third. But my official rankings, Snafu in third for the third straight week. Dr. Stone second for the second straight week. And no matter what, Demon Slayer was winning this week. And Demon Slayer it was just too funny to not rank at the top. Uh, and I needed that Demon Slayer episode. <laughs> I needed a laugh like that. So <laughs> that was that was good. Okay, well, for me, I, you know, I all... I feel like I should go up th third, second, first, but I always look and I'm like, okay, the first I know, and sometimes I just kind of make these up as I'm literally saying them. <laughs> uh, let me just look through them a bit here. Hmm. I'm going to have to think uh, going forward as to whether I will want to be using Licorice Recoil in my rankings to, again after I already saw it and we discussed it and we ranked it, but it doesn't make yeah. it this week anyway. I will put in something, yeah, mine will be Demon Slayer in third place, Dr. Stone in second, and Full Metal Panic Fumofu got the first place for me. Yeah, yeah, Fumofu was definitely funny, that's why I had it second if I hadn't seen it already, but mm -hmm. I have seen it, so I don't want to... Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, um, it was a pretty good week. I would say maybe Shangri-La Frontier was the only thing I didn't think was really good this week, so it was just okay, but... Um, well, what about yeah, One what? Piece, the, the, the anime? Oh, no, one, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> One Piece, poor One Piece has not gotten in the top three yet. It's sitting down there with Attack on Titan with zero <laughs> points. So uh, now, if it if it remains there the rest of the year, then <laughs> there's a real problem. Uh, and I'm only ranking anime One Piece. I'm not ranking the live action. That yeah. that's just way too hard. I didn't count the live action for yeah. mine either. But, yeah, One Piece, <laughs> got to get off the mat at some point. <laughs> if it makes it to December at zero, that will be, uh, especially if we, like, have one of those weeks where we only watch four things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I do I am interested in the fact that they are they are going to be making while the current one is still running uh, they're going to do basically a reboot uh, anime of One Piece it'll still reboot is a weird thing because it will still be following the original series it's not like a new story as I understand it'll just be an adaptation of the manga but I, I got some hope, some hopes for that because you know. It's later than it was before. You can have some better animation. And because on the anime right now, of course, has a problem. It can't. They don't take breaks for, I guess it's just too popular to do it. And they don't want to catch up with the manga, so there's all this padding. But a new series is going to, won't have to do any of that because of the fact there's more than a thousand chapters now. So they don't have to worry about catching up to it. 
Yeah, so is it going to be kind of like Dragon Ball Z Kai? No, because Dragon Ball Z Kai is just the original series with them cutting out most of the filler or padding. This is more, this is a little more like, what's a good, I, more like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, except instead of, you know, staying loyal to the manga, instead of, you know, going off in its own direction like the original series does, this is just one that presumably is not going to need all the padding as it goes on. So in a way, it will be kind of like Dragon Ball Z Kai, except with, you know, it's a new new animation. It won't just be cutting out the padding. It'll be a new series that, again, presumably isn't going to have all the padding because there won't be any need for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but... That's obviously, they, they announced that I think a month or two ago, so obviously it's not going to co- even be coming out for about a year or so, and I don't know if it'll end up on Toonami or not. But that's mm-hmm. just at least something to note, and it probably, if it, when it comes to watching the anime, once it gets farther, that might would probably be more worth watching than the current uh, anime, just for avoiding mm-hmm. all the padding. Mm-hmm. So, guys, if you are ever annoyed about having to, you know, wait um, for new episodes of My Hero Academia or Jujutsu Kaiser and Demon Slayer or any of that stuff, but believe me, you want those pauses, because otherwise your anime will just turn into the One Piece anime, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it seems like a quarter of each episode is reaction shots. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's a bit of an exaggeration. Um, a fifth, that's more accurate. All right. Anything else to say before we sign off? Nope, that's about it. All right. And in that case, we're done with our episode this time. We'll see you next week for, well, pretty much everything for all the same stuff. We'll see you then. Bye, me.